0: this two-part special episode of Bickering Peaks. Today's topic is all about fanfiction. So yeah, here we are um, still uh, here with Alexis. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about fan fiction in relation to the Twin Peaks fandom. And uh, Alexis, I just wanted to get uh, just a quick uh, background from you on your involvement with the um, with the fanfic world of Twin Peaks.
1: I I don't know why it took so long for me to actually look for Twin Peaks fanfiction. Right. I think it just, just didn't occur to me, but yeah. I finally did it, and I was, like, looking on fanfiction.net because I hadn't really discovered Archive of Our Own yet. Right. Uh, so I was, like, going through, and I was like, ah, oh, man, there's not much. hmm And, um... And then, like, I found your story, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, so much better than everything else I've read. <laughs> and it's, like, what I want, like, exactly. Right. Oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> and I, like, felt compelled to leave reviews, which, um, you know, like, I've me and the Internet, I've always been very much, like, a, a lurker. Like, I sort mm. of, like, just hover around the edges, and I, like, read stuff, but I don't review, which must be. Right frustrate so many fanfiction fiction writers but um <laughs> th- that's always how I was and it's like if if I w- if I'm gonna review a story or if I was going to review a story I try to be better about it now because I feel like the writers y- you deserve it but um like if I if I was gonna comment on something it's like because I really 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 liked it right so um yeah, I, I think I've gone off like on a like, huge tangent here. Sorry no, about that. No,
0: no, that's mm-hmm. that's really interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that my my story was so uh, involved with your story. That's really cool. That actually, that is- as a writer, that that makes me feel really good. So thank oh, you. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Well,
1: like, yeah, and I was like especially like concerned. With your story, because like, just because like, it seemed like the fandom was so small, and I was right. like, oh my god, like, what if she doesn't feel like motivated to like finish it? Because there's like no
0: one. You're right, like, the fandom is so small that, um, that not that I ever struggled with my motivation to finish writing it, but, um, but it, it does feel like it's such a, it's nice that, I, I mean, like, I know so many people in the fandom now, and I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, it's, it's a close knit community because there are so few of us that. Uh, you can kind of, you can get to know people on a more personal level than you could in, like, some of the other fandoms. Like, you you were involved in the Harry Potter fandom. Um, yeah. I've been involved in the Sherlock fandom. Like, th- these are big, like,
1: millions yeah, of stories, right? So... Right, and the thing is, like, okay, with, like, Harry Potter, um, I started off being into the more popular stuff, and mm-hmm. then I got into some, like, really weird, like, where there were the, where the community was very close-knit um so it's like yeah I I think I feel like that that's sort of my experience like when you get to these like smaller randoms Mm -hmm. it's like wee yay yeah it's 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 nice and warm and cuddly it (laughs)
0: is right and it's nice because then like you can develop these personal friendships with people who share the same you know outlook on this on the show that you do so um that's how like you and I have have met through uh I think Archive of Our Own, I don't recall. Well, no, I only started posting on AO3 in 2014, so maybe we did first meet on fanfic.net. I don't remember, but. Uh,
1: no, I, well, okay, I left you a few reviews on fanfiction.net. Okay. And I remember, like, okay, like, one of my reviews, I think I talked about how, like, your story made me have a dream about Audrey and Cooper, and I, like, said that in the review. And, like, really? you mentioned that when you posted another chapter and I was like oh hey like she read my review but like (laughs) um yeah I I don't think we really interacted until you were posting part three on
0: Mm -hmm. yeah uh, well we 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 were mutuals on tumblr as well I think yes like within the last 18 months or so you and I started uh becoming friends on tumblr and it was so funny to me because your your account on Tumblr is not the same name as your account name on Archive of Our Own. Okay. And I didn't know that you were the same person. So I honest to God, up until like <laughs> that was August or something when you dropped that bombshell. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. Because I, I remember thinking well, how many people from Portland are reading my story? Because you had mentioned on uh, – I knew that, that you on Tumblr were from Portland, and then I had this reviewer on AO3 who was also from Portland, and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's like, okay, there's just lots of people from Portland who I happen to know now, but but you were the same
1: person. It was just really yeah. cool to me. That was – Yeah, part of me was like, oh, no. Like, this is <laughs> – like. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so mysterious. I no, guess I just, just it was my it work was tender tendencies. I can't talk still. Bleh, but
0: yeah. No, it was it was it was a really cool a really cool moment that uh that I will remember. It's kinda it, it's it's a really cool thing. So um oh, so Yeah, funny. so <laughs> um and yeah, so yeah, the so the fandom exists in this kind of insular world and there's I, when I first started reading Twin Peaks fanfiction, it was shortly after I watched the series in 2010, which is when I started writing my first piece of um, Twin Peaks fanfiction, which was the story of Death and Moonbeams, which later became part one of the Moonlight trilogy. And um, at that point in time, there were like 200 and some stories. That was it. Like, and I read every single one of them. And now it's like there's 400 stories, so there's not much more. But um, I'm hoping that the new series and the interest in in Twin Peaks will cause more people to flock to this corner of the world, the fandom world, so that we can get more of more stories. but um, but for a while there it really was just like that was it this was this was what we had and and I think a lot of the and correct me if I'm wrong but I think a lot of the drive for fanfic readers as well as fanfic writers is this tendency to want to fix the things that we didn't like I think that's just a general thing with fanfic anyway right you want to you want to fix what didn't go right in the series or in the movie or in the book that that you're writing on right Mm-hmm. so um, and there Twin was, Peaks is great for that <laughs> it's so great for that Like, not, that, not I think Twin Peaks is, is a wonderful world but there were a lot of things that went so far off the rails in season 2 um, that storylines were dropped and uh, new storylines were picked up that were not nearly as compelling as the ones that they replaced and uh, it just it lends itself so well to uh, fan fiction kind of reworking
1: yeah definitely and it kind of um I mean, I guess it is like a twenty five year old show or whatever, right. so maybe it shouldn't be so surprising to me, but like I feel like there should be because yeah, I don't know it, as you said, it's just i feel like it's so good for fan fiction mm-hmm. like it the ending it's like it's so open, sort of like there. are a ton of ways it could go and as you said there were so many things that went wrong that you could you know yeah just rewrite yeah absolutely Um,
0: but yeah no I and and so yeah what are some of the things that I, I mean I could talk forever about the the things that I felt went off the rails I think you and I both agree we are both um shippers of Audrey Horn and Agent Cooper and and that is um that's one of the the relationships that was brought in in the first season that was very heavily hinted at and and teased that this was going to be the main kind of romantic relationship on the show and it was very unceremoniously dropped um i don't even know when partway through season two maybe right around the time that season two kind of got going i guess right
1: Mm-hmm. and it's so sad it's so
0: sad it really
1: is and it, I yeah like maybe they were like I think you you mentioned this before but maybe they were like trying to gracefully end it right. But um to me like it just felt really abrupt that ending like yeah the, the way they cut it off because mm-hmm. it's like it's like, shipping, shipping, okay, season two, season two, still going, okay, look, he's rescued her, and they have this, like, this moment where, like, she's, you know, like, she's on the bed, and mm-hmm. he's, like, there with her, and he just, he's so tender, okay, I'm being totally, maybe that's cheesy of me to say, but no, whatever. No,
0: it's like, I watch that scene over again, and I'm just like, why
1: did this not yeah. happen? Yeah, and then, like, there's, like, the scene where she's on the bed, and, like, you know, say, like, you know, I didn't let anyone touch me at one-night Jack. Right and then they're they're like they're just staring at each other and it's just like so intense but nothing happens
0: yes and it's made even worse by the fact that the love interests that were brought in to replace we had for agent cooper you have uh, annie blackburn and for audrey horn we get john justice wheeler come in and they're kind of like mid-season replacements for the romantic uh relationship that should have been between audrey and cooper and they're, they're just so flat in comparison. And that's really yeah. a testament to the the, um, the chemistry that Sherilyn Fenn and Kyle McLaughlin had on screen. Not to say that Billy Zane, who plays John Justice Wheeler and Annie Blackburn, who play, or sorry, um, Heather Graham, who plays Annie Blackburn, don't have a, a, or couldn't have had chemistry, but it just it did not come across in nearly the same way as what the intensity that we get with with Sherilyn and Kyle which is so sad to see it disappear right so
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely and like it's not like okay like I don't dislike those characters that they brought in right. but it's just as you said it's just it's nothing compared to, to Audrey and Cooper and it's just yeah. it doesn't feel right no and, it, it really doesn't
0: and yeah. and that's just it makes me sad too because there was char- there were character arcs that were being built that I think like when Audrey's storyline kind of drops off midway through season two um, she was going somewhere we we had the sense that she was going to grow like there was going to be personal growth for her um, that was going to lead somewhere meaningful and it doesn't and that mm. I think is because Audrey is such a captivating character in my opinion to see where she ends up at the end is, yeah. is even like totally separate from Cooper I just wish that 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 her character had gone somewhere different definitely. or better.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I I really feel like there was a lot of wasted potential with yeah, her. Absolutely. So it's so that's,
0: that's definitely one of the reasons why I at least write the fan fiction that I write.
1: Yeah, um, and I think you did an excellent job with that. Thank you. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't write these stories with the expectation that there will be reviews or that people will even read them, but but that that does make me feel very that's really cool to hear. So, yay! So let's talk a little bit about uh, Audrey and Cooper, just in terms of where the relationship starts and how it progresses through the show. Um, they 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 kind of get started. It's like the second episode when Audrey yeah. walks into the breakfast nook and and uh, and Cooper sees her makes a comment about her fresh like freshly squeezed grapefruits, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the the first time I watched that scene, I think I had the exact same reaction as Agent Cooper. Like <laughs> she's so beautiful. She it's really like, is. It's like, oh my God. Okay.
0: And she does look very like they the when I when I first watched the pilot with her, I wasn't really convinced that she was a character I wanted to like at all. Like mm. she's kind of um uh, and and it has to do with just, you know, the very short hair and, you know, the makeup is a little bit different. Her character is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say evil, but she's mischievous. She's, you know. She's not very nice. No, she's so. not. She's not. Yeah. But then when you see her immediately in that first scene of episode two and she's wearing such a gorgeous, like the blouse and, yeah. and her hair is done really nicely. She's just, she's just very put together in a different way that feels like... Yeah, like my jaw dropped when I saw her and I was like, "Yep. All right." And immediately when they lock eyes, it's like, "Yep. This is going to be like that's it. This is this is where <laughs> my little shipper heart just started
1: beating a little faster, oh, yeah. right? So definitely. And Two it does people on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Intense. Intense intense chemistry that's very not-
0: very and you know like she she has that dreamlike way of talking to him and mm-hmm. um and she talks about her itchy palms and everything and it's just a very like layered conversation right like there's a lot of innuendo that's being laid there and so much of it is done just with their body language right And that's, that's what, when, when we talk about the chemistry, that's where it comes across. It's just like the little looks and the smile and, you know, all of those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The look on Cooper's face is just like.
0: You could knock him over with a feather. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, Definitely.
0: So, um, and then, uh, they get a few more scenes in this. I I think all of their scenes really in the the first season take place over breakfast or, um, at least in a in a food environment, with the exception of Laura's funeral, but mm-hmm. they they have a lot of scenes together where Cooper's eating, which um in the the previous podcast episode that you were a part of, we talked a little bit about uh, about food and the relationship that characters on the show have to food. and um and I, I just think that there has to be something to that that maybe if Cooper can't have sex with Audrey, he's gonna eat around Audrey anyway, just to. <laughs> Because he's gotta, he's gotta like <laughs> satiate himself somehow.
1: Uh, sorry, just a sec. <laughs> you gotta compose yourself. Sorry. Yeah, for some reason this is really funny to me. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of. Have you seen Down with Love? Oh
0: yes, yeah,
1: yes. She just eats chocolate every time. Yes. She wants to
0: have sex. Exactly. Maybe that's. Yeah. Maybe that's. Maybe that's the reason that. Cooper has to have food all the time is that he's just so pent up. I yeah. Don't know.
1: yeah, maybe. He does seem rather um God, I'm, I'm just blinking all the time. <laughs> uh, like I want to say not celibate but like sort of
0: Yeah, um it,
1: but he, he, he just...
0: he's, he's he seems like he's removed from the physical aspect of yeah. his body, right? Like he's... Yeah, like
1: He's just so, like... Cerebral. he this, like... Yeah. Like, and he, he's got this sort of, like, mysticism mm-hmm. about him or something. Yes. And so it's like he almost doesn't seem human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, there she comes, and it's like he's human, and I, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent again. No, no, that, that's really good.
0: That That's a good point, because it does seem to bring him back to Earth in a way, which is odd, because she is very, also very, like dreamy uh, dreamy and and out there but yeah. together the two of them are so like rooted in the physical mm-hmm. i think yeah. when, whenever so they I have guess.
1: seen together yeah and i guess that goes back to the food like physical yeah
0: yeah yeah things
1: yeah bringing him down exactly
0: yeah. exactly and and that he eats so much of it too like he really does eat a lot <laughs> and it's it's really quite hilarious and when you when you think about it the scenes where he orders like two extra slices of pie like really is that necessary but okay but yeah so we get a lot of these really great scenes with them and uh and every time they're sitting at these tables or they're making eyes at each other it's so charged there's my favorite is is the scene after um audrey's left the note under the door for him and he wants to see her handwriting and he he starts talking to her about um how her her handwriting indicates that she has a romantic nature, and and there's a, a moment there where she says something like like I do or something like she's she's mm-hmm. asking for clarification, and he kind of looks at her and he nods and his eyes do this thing, and it's just like he's so it it's just such a it's a beautifully acted moment that really does hammer home how uh, taken by her that he is.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: You know the scene I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. Because yeah. Yeah. That, that
1: scene, he... um, I, I, It almost feels like he's... I'm Okay, I'm, like, terrible at flirting, so I don't know. I could be totally wrong about this, but it kind of, to me, feels like he's flirting with her. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, like, really, it hammers
0: at home how much he is... Like, he's breaking his... His kind of... His, all of his rules about dating someone who like she's 18 and he shouldn't really
1: be yeah like it just seems like he um uh, how should I put this it's like god it's just so like instantaneous between them and it's Mm -hmm. like irresistible I guess yes yeah uh yeah I guess uh that's the best I can do at the moment. Yeah, no, it's... I think just thinking about these scenes, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like. I know, I know. It's really,
0: like, it flusters you. And, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. Um, the other scene that I really like is when um, he, he asks her how old she is and is asking for clarification, I think. That's how I interpret it, is that he's like, how old are you, Audrey? And Wednesdays were traditionally a school day when I was your age, and... It's kind of a a funny little exchange between the two of them, but I love it because it's so well. We can I suppose we can talk about the 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 reasons why the this particular romantic subplot was dropped, right? I mean, how I understand it was that Kyle McLaughlin just felt that uh, Agent Cooper would not enter into a sexual relationship with a girl who was in high school, right? Which I don't know, how do you feel about that, that
1: explanation? How does that sit with you? <sighs> to be honest, it doesn't really yeah. sit well with me, because you just pointed out that scene, like, all these scenes where he's just, like, flirting with her hardcore. Like, yeah. he does not seem to be concerned at all. Right. Um, yeah, so maybe for him there is a difference between flirting and actually going for the relationship. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, it when I heard about that excuse mm-hmm. I it did not really make sense to me because I was thinking like well if you weren't okay with it why would you do all the other stuff why yeah. not bring that up sooner or maybe he just didn't have the clout that he needed right
0: well and but... then it, it does it does factor into the the other reason that has been bandied about in the fandom for years that um, when Kyle McLaughlin was dating Laura Flynn Boyle who played Donna Hayward um, at some point during the series they were they were dating and there were rumors that she didn't get along with Sherry Lynn Fenn or that she saw that the, the chemistry was very strong between the two of them on screen. And she might have been the reason that they put the kibosh to um, to that on screen relationship between Audrey and Cooper, um, which I mean, I think crew members and, and other people associated with the show have been saying that for years. So that's kind of the unofficial reason why the relationship didn't go where it, it was supposed to go or Mm -hmm. where it was intended to go um in which case it sounds like kyle kind of fell on the sword and and said no it's my fault you know which i don't know i mean however whichever way you put it 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 doesn't it really doesn't fit with the arc of the the relationship that was started in season one and continues all the way through till about what like the fifth or sixth episode of of season two um, right towards the end of the one Eye Jacks storyline where Audrey, um, she goes up to one Eye Jacks uh, to get more information about Laura's involvement there and ends up being held hostage um, in order for uh, Jean Renault and Blackie and the, the nefarious people who run the brothel, they, they want to extort money from Ben Horn um, and, and try and get ownership of one Eye Jacks from him. And they're using his daughter as collateral, and Agent Cooper goes up there to rescue her, which is the a major um, subplot throughout the first half of of season two. And it seems like you're right; like that's about the time where I think the relationship starts to drop off. But um, it's almost like when when he brings her back, uh, the rela- the the excuse that that Cooper gives on screen is that now well, Audrey, you're were. I'm too close to you. You almost got hurt because of me and my involvement in this. So um, I'm going to keep you at arm's length now in order to keep you safe, which I guess I kind of, I, I can see Cooper. It, it feels like something that's in character for him to do, mm-hmm. but it, it just, you know, breaks my heart anyway, because all of those scenes where he, you know, realizes that she's up there, and mm-hmm. or when he realizes that she's missing, and he he has that great line uh, when he, he's talking to Diane. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um, yeah,
1: it was something like he uh, he finds that uh, he oh god, what is it? Like he he thinks about the content of her smile.
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. He's so yeah. He can't concentrate on anything. All he can think about is is Audrey and and the content of her smile, which is like. That's a pretty intense emotion to feel when when someone is not there anymore, and
1: <sighs> I just want to live in an alternate universe where like the show actually had them get together. Oh,
0: I God. know, I know, it's so and and just because of the the depth of the emotion that they feel for each other so soon, mm-hmm. you know. Well, at least that yeah. Well, you know, it goes both ways, right? Like because when Audrey is up at one eye, Jack she she does she believes throughout the entire time that she's there that cooper will come for her and she knows she's in over her head and she knows that maybe she shouldn't have gone up there and then when he does eventually come for her she's like you know like my prayers were answered like you you came for me right and yeah and it's kind of that's that scene you were talking about where like he brings her to the book house and uh, after he's rescued her and um another dream sequence she has this this recounts this dream that she had and and he's just so supportive and tender towards her and and she's been drugged with heroin like she's been hopped up on heroin for days right so so she's not well and he takes such good care of her that it's like you know I I guess it's like a damsel in distress kind of thing but it still feels like it's I don't know It's, it's it's a nice it's a shippy moment
1: right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, Which makes it so... Scene, like, just all these scenes, but, like, that uh, scene, like, it's like... Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I think about your story, and I'm like, why didn't they do that?
0: <laughs> right, because, yeah, in, in, in my story... I not to talk about my story so much, but, but it does pick up right <laughs> after the, the, the rescue and, and all the little behind-the-scenes moments that could have happened between then and the end of the series, so...
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I like. I mean, like, I. Okay. The whole like, thing where the man's all like, oh, I, I gotta, like, protect you by like not being with you or whatever, like right. taking away your choices or something. Like, <laughs> that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it like really annoys me because I feel like it happens a lot. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, don't know. No, I think you're right. But then, like, as you said, like, I feel like it is sort of in character for him, but then, like, like so, like, I wouldn't have minded it mm-hmm. if they, if at some point he had been like, oh, damn it, never mind, I, yes. I can't resist you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I'm so silly. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have minded it if they had just continued with that well, storyline. And,
0: and, and the fact that they bring in this Annie Blackburn character who is, like, uh... She's not a fully fleshed out character. I don't, it's not, like you said, I don't dislike her. I just think that she's not, um, she's not a compelling character. She's kind of flat. There's, she's one note, right? And, and on top of that, he goes for a relationship with her and she's not much older than Audrey anyway, and, and puts her in, in direct danger, right? Mm -hmm. Which is something that he won't do for Audrey, but he will for Annie, which I mean, it—it's just an inconsistent character moment for Cooper that I never have been able to reconcile in my mind. That I tried in my story, but I just—I don't think I even really got there. Like that—that he's—it he, it doesn't make sense that he would do that, right? Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. further puts into contrast the the differences between um, his relationship with Annie and his relationship with Audrey.
1: Definitely. Um- I'm trying to remember what what did you come up with as the the reasoning for that relationship.
0: Well, I I think I just made it so that um, Cooper was almost like he was he was chasing something that he he expected to feel the way he felt for Audrey. He expected to feel that way for Annie, and because he didn't, he. He just never, he, it was never the same. Like, I just, I put it into contrast that, that he has all these moments with Annie, but they're never quite as strong as Audrey. And I think, I think it also comes into play that, that, you know, with all the other things that are going on, he's just distracted, which is, seems like a kind of a a cop-out excuse, maybe, that he's not, um, he's just not as, as, as with it, I guess, in order to, yeah, I, 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 I'm not even really satisfied with the way that that I explained it because it's so inexplicable to me. I just don't see how <laughs> how that relationship gets off the ground, right? Mm. And they really yeah. did try. Like, it's almost like a caricature of Agent Cooper that falls in love with Annie, and and Annie yeah. becomes like a caricature of Audrey's earlier dreamy, like you know, flighty, dreamlike person that she is. Annie is like a caricature of that right
1: yeah you know I, I yeah sorry go on no no that that was basically what I was getting at oh. just that definitely it definitely seemed like I don't know if this is the right way to put it but it kind of seemed like they were trying too hard like it was just so not subtle yeah like yeah it's like look she's all weird and dreamy yeah like she cool. laughs at
0: his jokes and he makes dumb jokes and yeah. like the joke with the penguin and stuff. Like it, it does, it just doesn't fit. Mm. It doesn't fit. I, it, I, I felt like it almost, um, played off these two as like, um, like puppy love or, or teenagers in love that was supposed to feel like an important relationship, but never, never should have been.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And I mean, I, I, I know you haven't yet read the secret history of Twin Peaks, but um, do you, are you spoiler averse to this?
1: Or I don't care. Okay. I don't care about spoilers.
0: Annie does not make an appearance at all in the book. Annie. She's, she's not mentioned at all in the book,
1: mm, and
0: and Norma is, is mentioned as being an only child. So huh. um, there's rumors and, and theories going around that uh, that potentially. Um, at some point in the past Annie was erased from from history entirely or there's a separate timeline in which she doesn't exist. And that's one of the theories that's going around. Mm-hmm. Reasons for that are varied. Maybe it's Cooper who's gone back in time to try and erase Annie to protect her or maybe uh, someone else, Wyndham Earl, has gone back in time to to remove Annie from, you know, there there are so many different theories that are flying around out there. but. Um, but it does seem like it's it's uh, if there was a character that you could erase from Twin Peaks which sounds really funny to say this because she is the the, the person who is kidnapped and taken to the Black Lodge at the very end
1: but mm-hmm. you almost
0: feel like she could be very easily replaced she's oh, yeah. just not a substantial enough character that you I, at least I don't care that much about her
1: yeah I, I don't really care about her either I, yeah. don't think. I, I think you're right um i mean we mentioned this in the the last episode is it going to be the last episode yeah Um, yes just how it seems like godry was being set up to be the the uh the one that wyndam earl takes to the black lodge well
0: and i think that's exactly how they were how it was supposed to be done that that we're we're reading that correctly i think that was the intention
1: hmm so so I don't know she's just Annie just uh, yeah 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 I forgot what I was gonna say
0: again <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah and then and then the the relationship that that Audrey has with um with John Justice Wheeler is also almost a parody of the relationship that she has with Agent Cooper and um even down to the fact that Billy Zane and Agent Cooper have the same kind of, like, dark hair, dark eyes, like, you know, kind of facial features are are a little similar. Like, you can almost see that Audrey is going for someone else who um kind of fits the same mold as Agent Cooper, yeah. almost. Like I didn't a, think
1: about that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, there he's know like them. a
0: tall, dark stranger who comes into her life, and,
1: yeah. and he's older like, than her. See, and I could totally get behind them having, like, other relationships if that was, like, what it was about, like, Mm -hmm. them trying, like... There's, like, this subconscious thing going on where they really want to be with each other, and so Mm -hmm. they keep choosing people
0: who... Right, kind of... look like. Look like or act like or or fit a mold, kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is how I wrote it in my story that Audrey was going after Wheeler because he represented something that she was missing from Cooper, and also because she was kind of making him jealous, too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you never get the, the heightened emotion. But what, what's interesting is that both of these characters, um, like, Audrey and, and John Justice Wheeler have, like, sex on his plane, I think. And, <laughs> um, and Cooper and Annie go to bed together as well. So, so it's like this, it, it's there's heightened emotion in that sense and and heightened physicality in that sense but you never feel like it's earned at all and that's I, another thing that really bothers me is that um it's like they just fell into bed with the the next people who showed up they're rebounds right like it's not mm-hmm. it's not something that you feel like is is um yeah is is earned at all
1: right yeah it, especially for me like with annie and cooper Mm -hmm. um and i don't know whether that's because like i have like some weird double standard where like if a woman like in my mind like betrays the 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 one she loves i don't know (laughs) yeah this is me being totally silly (laughs) but um you know like okay i'll admit it when like the people i ship start doing things with you know different characters i'm like no how could you yeah how could you but um I feel like I don't feel that as intensely with with the women but but I don't know so yeah so maybe this is just a double standard but like it bothers me more with Cooper yes um because it just I mean I think there's already like the thing I have about like what I said about him being sort of like mystical and like not seeming quite human Mm -hmm. so it's like just really weird seeing him do this stuff right
0: Um. and to be so like he's because you're right he is so composed and in control of himself and then to give himself over to this girl who you know comes from a pretty fucked up past right like she's she's you know been there were suicide attempts and she was a nun at one point and has left the nunnery in order to come back to Twin Peaks like it's it's not someone that you would it's almost it almost mirrors like Ed and Nadine and their relationship like if you buy the the whole um, Nadine having mental illness concerns or mental yeah. health concerns um, that that Cooper's hitching himself to this broken wagon almost right is like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of telling. but I also think it plays into like Cooper. And men in general, I think, in, in fiction, tend to like a broken woman who can be, they can fix. So
1: mm-hmm. maybe that's
0: part of it, is that Cooper is attracted to to Annie because he thinks he can fix her. Which, to my mind, is like, well, then Audrey doesn't need him because she's not broken, right? So
1: maybe yeah, okay. she's,
0: I, I don't know. But, but yeah, I, I wanted to come back to this idea that you said that it feels like more of a betrayal when Cooper breaks this... I don't know how to say it but yeah when Cooper gives into that with Annie it hurts more and I I know for me it's like I almost feel like I connect with Audrey so much and I want to connect with her I like her character so much that I almost feel like a part of me is there on screen so the betrayal feels personal maybe that's what it is so so I wonder, I like, I don't know if the same holds true for men who feel very attached to Cooper and are also Cooper-Audrey shippers. Like, if they feel that the betrayal of Audrey with John Justice Wheeler is the same, the way that we feel the betrayal is with Cooper and Annie. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, never yeah. thought, once again, <laughs> something else <laughs> I've never thought about. Uh, I think it's a really interesting thought. I guess, like, part of the thing with Audrey is, like, since they just, like, so thoroughly kind of, I, uh, I want to say, trashed her storyline. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's kind of, like, for me, kind of hard to care. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, I'm just, like, uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's, like, I care because I'm, like, uh uh-huh, why did you do this to her? Right. Sh- it's all the wasted potential. That's, like, the constant refrain for me, wasted yeah. potential. Yes. But um, yeah, so it's like for me, I feel like that's all just part of that. And yeah, Cooper, Cooper on the other hand, I think he still had like stuff going on that, or at that point, there, God, I can't, uh, I, I want to say there was stuff there to interest me. Um, well, so he I was think, still
0: he was still working on trying to like, Windom Merle had come to town, and there was the the whole plot line with the the chess and everything but you also got the like his background with Caroline and the way that he loved her or says that he loved her and everything so i i found those those storylines were still like Cooper's storylines were still quite compelling throughout season 2 i felt
1: yeah yeah i agree so it's like i, I think i still i still cared about him whereas mm-hmm. with audrey i mean with audrey like i did care about her but i didn't well the storylines got so
0: silly right like she was involved with the whole civil war ben horn as general lee you know the battle of appomattox and everything like that was strange and uh and then the whole pine weasel save ghostwood um miss twin peaks thing that i didn't buy like i i just felt like it was so out of character for her that i yeah. i just didn't feel like i was not invested at all in her yeah. stories which really hurt me because i was so invested in in the direction she was going as this little mini investigator and and you know i i wanted to see her go off and become an FBI agent you know like that was my my dream for her right
1: yeah same definitely so. um and yeah i think when i watch Twin Peaks when, when I rewatch it and maybe even the first time I watched it yeah I think I I, I can't I, I know I skipped parts I am pretty sure I skipped parts at mm-hmm. least um because I remember okay actually you know the first time I watched Twin Peaks once I got to the resurrection of what was his name Andrew the uh, Josie's husband yeah Andrew Packard yeah yeah once I got to that point I actually stopped watching oh like, really yeah yeah, well I was like, okay, like I know I was like, okay, I know this is a, a parody of soap operas, yeah. but uh, this is just too much. Yeah. So I stopped watching it. Right. And then um and then eventually I came back to it. I can't remember why, uh I but I think I think I just I was too curious. I had to know how it ended. Right. Uh so I I can't I just can't remember whether I watched all of them through or not. I feel like I skipped parts mm-hmm. and, um, and and so also like I, I just didn't have as much connection to Audrey, I guess in that yeah. in that second half like and, and uh I definitely skip I think I just skip whole episodes when I rewatch it for real? Um, <laughs> I know so, I
0: fast forward through all the James Marshall and Evelyn Marsh uh, storylines that happen like when he goes off and like fixes her car and her husband and all that crap, right? Like that was all very strange. Yeah. And uh and I didn't understand a lot of what was going. Like I didn't I couldn't wrap my head around. I still can. not Like the whole mill double cross and then Josie's reappearance and 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 her um like turning into the maid at the the Blue Pine Lodge and and then Andrew yeah, Andrew coming back and trying to keep track of who was screwing who. Mm. I just didn't like, I didn't care. But then at the end, when Audrey ends up tied up with that whole, like, the bomb at the, yeah. at the Twin Peaks uh, Savings and Loan, it's kind of like, yeah, like, where did that kind of come from? Like, it, it doesn't really feel like it's, it's an organic thing, but it sets yeah. up the, the cliffhanger finale, which you know, there are so many cliffhangers, but that was one of them. Like, did she survive, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that
1: really bothers me because I don't want her to die. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I know they've said that she would have survived, but it's yeah. just, I still don't, I don't like it. I don't want her to get hurt. I yeah. don't. Um, and I mean, I will, okay, I will say rewatching watching it, I, I, I think I have given those episodes more of a chance. So like the last few episodes, at least, I can't remember how many, uh, but I, I do watch them and I like them. Mm-hmm. But then there's still that gap. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sort of. I lose the connection with her. and Yeah. I can't remember where I was going with this. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but if it, yeah. it ties
0: in with the whole thing of just the way that. It, it hurts the way that her character was treated at the end of the. Because she was given so much agency and so much. Um guts and drive and and you wanted to see her grow as a character and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden she becomes this like shadow of who she was to begin with right i think that's what really bothers me more than more than even the fact that well maybe on par with the fact that cooper and Audrey don't get together (laughs) it's just that audrey's character um the whole arc of her character is is just deflates completely it's kind of sad it
1: is, uh, and I, I, I completely agree with you. Like it, I cause she. I mean, I think she's just one of my favorite characters in like out of everything I've watched, like just ever. Like I really yeah. love Audrey. Yeah. And I just, oh, man, I <laughs> once again wasted potential. Yeah, I like, know you're absolutely right. So painful. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think I just. I love her loneliness and her dreaminess just how kind of and how quiet she sort of seems to be at least Mm -hmm. with like the townspeople and stuff like that like she's sort of a loner it seems to me at least um yeah and the the good girl sort of hiding under the 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 bad girl exterior Yes. yes like, all of that really fascinates me because I, I I sort of I I guess I sort of identify with her um yeah I mean I don't really put on like a the, the bad girl image or anything mm-hmm. but like I you know I've I, I feel like I've been sort of like a lonely loner type and sure uh, quiet and kind of weird dr- kind of dreamy um right like I mean I've I've always ever since I formed like a personality like ever since I became like a person you know like um, you know maybe like in middle school or whatever like I always I I remember back then thinking of myself as sort of like a a daydreamer type so it's like I I guess I sort of I look at Audrey and I'm like I I think yeah I I think I see myself in her so that's
0: interesting that is interesting because I feel the same way not maybe not to the same extent but I do feel like she's uh, kind of a kindred spirit in a way like she's, yeah, she's kind of um, I feel like I'm a dreamer I'm a, obviously as a writer it, it takes on you know there's a channel for it when I daydream it usually brings up story ideas and then I write them down and it, it serves a purpose but you know um, I feel like that's something that she and I probably would have in common um, and then yeah her loneliness and, and her isolation I think from people it, it came up again in this rewatch that Aiden and I are doing for for this podcast that that nobody in town really seems to know how to react to her she doesn't have a lot of like it surprises me when I see her walk into the diner and she, and Norma or Shelly know who she is because it almost feels like they shouldn't know because she's she's just like you know this princess up in in the great northern and and she's like <laughs> isolated up there and nobody knows she entertains herself, and she does her thing up there. She doesn't have any friends, right? hmm And it takes them so long to even realize or recognize that she's missing. Like, yeah. when, when she goes missing, it's not like, you know, everybody in town or, or her teachers even. Like, nobody puts out posters for her. She's gone for, like, four or five days before Cooper even realizes that she's gone. And it's, like, it's sad because, you know, she was doing all of that in order to help this investigation into the murder of someone that she didn't even really care that much for and yeah. yet and and yet nobody gives her the same care and attention that she gives Laura which is even more heartbreaking i think in that sense like she's almost forgotten about and i feel like that is something that that i can relate to on some level as well just being you know a girl in this world you know people overlook you a lot at the time and 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 kind of brush you aside as your concerns are just little girl concerns or or you're you're just being a flighty woman or whatever right like they're very mm-hmm. dismissive people are very dismissive of of or they can be very dismissive of girls and their concerns and and that's just personified in in the way that that Audrey is is shown on screen
1: yeah and you know those things you mentioned just how ne- she yeah. is like how no one seems to notice or care that she is gone yes. when someone her age was just murdered yes, like exactly like <laughs> i uh i that never occurred to me until i actually like, until i read stuff about it on yeah. like tumblr or whatever and i yeah. was like oh my god like right? so it's like every time i like am presented with some like some new aspect or, or, or sorry some new perspective about her like she just becomes more and more fascinating and like and that is just so heartbreaking like I feel like she I don't know she's really god she could have been so fascinating I know I mean she was fascinating and like but even more fascinating right yeah
0: um I guess that's my next question to you is just like what are you hoping for um because we know that Sherilyn Fenn is coming back for for season three so what are some things that you're hoping to see come out of out of her role in the new, um,
1: the revival. I'd say my wishes are, are similar to yours. Cause I, I remember, I, I mean, I I've read stuff about her being in a wheelchair or, I mean, I guess it might've been speculation. I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: Uh,
1: and that did not really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it said, you know, she's in a wheelchair, she's taken over her father's business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess the her taking over her father's business that that seems like something that could very well yeah. be the case. But I I just really wish that she would be an FBI agent. I yeah. think that's not not likely at all. <laughs> no, not
0: at all. But I yeah. I kind of
1: like that's what I wanted for her. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted for her as well. And I don't I, I as you said I want her to be uh, kind of. You know, vital, strong, whatever. Yeah. Um, I kind of, yeah. I I want her to be. Mm, oh, how should I put this? Yeah, I just, I don't want her to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say it. I'll just be honest. I don't want her to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. And um, I I hope that I would hope that she'd have a, a bigger role or, or there would be some sort of fix it. Um, but I. I don't know. I'd, I get the feeling that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way, which I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised by this, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I like realistically, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Just looking at the way that um, I think because Audrey's stated desire is is so clear that she wants to leave twin peaks i think automatically that means that she's never going to leave twin peaks do you know oh, what i mean yeah. and that that kind of um i think that's what's going to drive her storyline in the next like in season three so which maybe i mean it, it, i have full faith in mark frost and david lynch to to do right by these characters and i think they obviously had um, strong feelings about Audrey as a character because they, you know, wrote her storyline in that first season. So I'm hoping that they'll that they'll come back to that and 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 fix some of what some of the damage that's been done to her storyline during season two. Um, I just don't know how far that's gonna go. so I guess we'll
1: have to see, but. Yeah, yeah yeah i i mean though i'm not terribly optimistic i am still very excited oh for sure important. yeah
0: i mean and i also don't think that we're gonna see any great like return to audrey cooper as a as a a couple
1: yeah, although that i can dream seems like a crime <laughs> to me, but you <laughs> yeah. know whatever yeah
0: but we'll see <sighs> we'll
1: see um mm-hmm. but even yeah. if they just had like some like Quick scene where like just show it just shows that they're together. Yeah, I would I would be fine with that. Absolutely. I would take that. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: I'll even at this point I'll even take like an outtake or like a blooper, like just something, just 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 a little nugget, please, just something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seriously. Um,
0: yeah. So I mean, obviously, you and I are fans of Audrey and Cooper. Are there any other ships on the show or um or couples that you that you really liked? That I mean obviously not going to be on the same level but is there is there anything else that you any other couples that you really appreciate or like to see on the show
1: shelly and gordon
0: (gasps) yes oh my god thank you for saying that
1: yes (laughs) they are so great yes i love them they're so cute they are I just think it's kind of funny that he, like, wrote this role for himself. Yeah. <laughs> so With the could... prettiest
0: girl on the show, I mean, yeah. uh, right? So
1: Yeah, that, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're just, it's so sweet. It's so sweet, and I feel like he's so much better than Bobby. I Maybe know, that's... very much so. Yeah, like, I mean, I think. Once again, I feel... Uh, I'm going to talk about, like, potential here, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like Bobby had the potential to be um, a much better person than he was. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying that the show had to go in that direction. Like, sort of, like... You know, it's not like how I feel with Audrey, where right. it's like, I really, really think they should have done this. But, I mean, it would have been nice if they had done it with Bobby. But, yeah. but anyway, it, the way he was, I feel like he just wasn't that impressive. Yeah. And uh, felt like Shelly could do better. Yes. And Gordon Cole seems like better. Yes. So.
0: Yes, he does. And I just love the way that, that they seem to uh, light up around each other. Like, obviously, Gordon can hear her without his his hearing aids, which is a miracle to him. But, um, but Shelly seems to really revel in the attention that he gives her as well, which yeah. is really adorable to see. And it's, a, it's at a time in the series where Bobby has kind of. Um, his relationship with Shelley has taken a backseat to his business interests with Ben Horn. And um, there's almost a hint that maybe Bobby and Audrey have a thing going at, at one point because they spend so much time together. That, I mean, that never gets explored, but, but it you almost get the sense that he's losing interest in Shelley. So poor Shelley, once again, is stuck at the diner with nothing going on in her life. And then Gordon comes in and he's so enamored of her that, you know, he devotes so much of his attention to making her smile. And um, it's just, it's just such a lovely little, little relationship that goes nowhere, but it's still like, you're right, it's just super adorable and super cute. And yeah, I totally I totally agree with you there, and not many people do, which is funny. Really? Like, I I think well, I mean, at least there's no fix about it. Like, it's it's a very underrepresented um, ship. I think there there's like a handful of stories out there, and it just seems like people kind of forget that, or they brush it off as like a silly little you know side piece thing that doesn't really, yeah. So
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I remember I had to do a bit of digging around to find. Um, shelly gordon Mm picks, but i did actually seek them out yeah and um the ones i did find were as i recall pretty good yes Um, yeah like they're like they could be so good i would love those two and um and this is sort of an aside but i feel like bobby totally deserved what he got when he (laughs) walked in and oh yeah Gordon and Shelley were kissing Cause, uh, I totally uh, agree with what you were saying Like how it seems like It seemed sort of like he was like losing interest At least for a while yeah. And you know it. I definitely don't blame Shelly for um, Sort of uh, How should I put this As, as you said Like reveling in uh, Gordon's attention Yes uh, It just felt like he was good for her Yeah yeah exactly yeah, and, um, and that's another, like, sort of wish I would have for the third season, which I know would definitely not happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, like, wish for them to, like, be together. Aww. Like, married or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, that would be
0: really cute, actually. I wouldn't mind that at all. I would totally yeah. welcome that. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um i I do I, I mean, we we haven't touched on this at all, but there's the the um the slash pairings. I don't know how you feel about the slash pairings, but there's quite a few. I, I think when I first started reading Twin Peaks fanfic, the the largest um block of stories that existed out there were between Albert and Cooper or Albert and Harry. and um and now I think there's far more um cooper and audrey fix than there are for either one of those other two pairings um separately but it seems like that's something that comes up a lot in uh especially with with regard to albert being kind of this uh, like i think a lot of people really read his character as being head over heels in love with cooper so it's kind of uh, an interesting uh a take on on his because I didn't necessarily see that when I first watched it, but I tend to look for heterosexual um, relationships more than I do slash pairings. But um, but I Same. think there there in terms of the fix the fix that are out there, there are quite a lot of really um, really well written uh, slash fix that that are totally deserving of you know more attention. I think everything in the Twin Peaks fandom is worth more attention, but, but um, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. So I don't know. How do you feel about the about that?
1: Uh, slash, fan fiction like in general is not something I've explored all that much. Yeah. um With Twin Peaks, I haven't explored it at all, but I okay. have seen those fix. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, like, I feel like if Albert were gonna go some way, I I just sort of I feel him more with. Uh, Harry. I don't know why, yes. but I, I kind of do, like, yeah. if it was gonna happen, I kind of would want it to be between those two.
0: Yeah, that's how uh. I feel as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, you know, there, there's potential there with, with Cooper, but I think that it's just so much more explosive when it's Harry and Albert. Just yeah. any of the scenes that they have together are so interesting, and then, I mean, he does come right out and say he loves sheriff Truman in one episode so I can see where the shippers get it right so yeah well <laughs> and the,
1: the look that Harry gives him yeah. when he walks away like mm-hmm. I can totally see that going yeah absolutely in the slash direction yeah um, that's a great scene by the way it is <laughs> so it's a really good scene and yeah kind of comes out of left field yeah which I love it just, it's so funny it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing it's just oh so good so any good. scene
0: that Albert's in is a favorite scene of mine not gonna lie
1: <laughs> yeah same but, yeah, yeah.